Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Uh, today is Sunday, January the 20th, 2019. Uh, I am live streaming right now on Twitch. Uh, so thanks for anybody who is, uh, yeah, checking the show out live for the first time. Uh, just kind of kind of testing it out because, uh, as I've mentioned a few times the last couple weeks, uh, next Sunday, January 27th, I am going to be doing a live stream of my Royal Rumble viewing party. Uh, going on at uh, Nighthawks Coffee Bar and Tavern right here in Chicago, right at the intersection of Kimball Avenue and Lawrence Avenue across the street from the Brown Line Station, starting at 6 p.m. Central Time. If you're in Chicago, you should come on by, check it out. It's going to be a great time. And if you're not in Chicago, uh, yeah, check it out on Twitch right here on uh, twitch.tv slash catchhookshoot. I'm not going to be streaming the pay-per-view itself on Twitch. That would get me shut down real quick. But, uh, you know, if you're just uh, kind of bored with the usual Michael Cole commentary and everything, hey, you know, check out the show on Twitch. It's going to be me and my buddy Rich, uh, you know, doing doing our thing, giving our own kind of commentary and uh, just having some fun with it, you know, not... Uh, not going to be reading off any scripts or being real formal about it or anything. Just, uh, you know, real live reactions to what's going on, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. So thanks to everybody who uh, has been listening, watching, checking out the show. Uh, as always, you can find it on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and right here on Twitch, where I am uh, streaming live right now for the first time. So, uh yeah, and I hope everybody's following on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and all that fun stuff. And if you ever want to send an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So uh, let's get into what's going on here in the uh, the wonderful world of pro wrestling this week. It's probably going to be a relatively short show this week just because I am, like I said, testing out the live stream for the first time. But uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff going on on Raw this week. Uh, we saw Braun Strowman was removed from the Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble by uh, Vince McMahon. Now on screen, he was removed for... Uh, basically destroying Vince's limo and kind of mouthing off to him when Vince tried to fine him uh, $100,000. Uh, supposedly what's being reported is the real reason that Braun is, uh, has been removed from the, rum the title match at the Rumble is because he uh, basically tried to come back faster than he should have from his elbow surgery that he had a few weeks ago and ended up aggravating the injury and making it worse and prolonging his recovery time. Uh, supposedly the article that I read the you know rumor that's circulating is uh, you know his doctors and everything gave him a very strict physical therapy regimen to keep him on track for a four-week recovery time and he basically tried to overdo it re-aggravated the injury and he's still not been medically cleared because uh, apparently that uh, in-ring segment that face-to-face deal with him and Brock Lesnar a couple weeks ago was supposed to end up in a brawl between the two of them but obviously uh, that didn't happen because Braun as I just said is not medically cleared so you know it is uh, it is what it is so uh, as a result of that we have a uh, new Universal Championship challenger for Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble and that is Finn Balor won a uh, fatal four-way match against John Cena, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre got the pin on John Cena. Um, you know, John Cena basically kind of putting his stamp of approval on on Balor, and uh, yeah, just really, really putting him over. And uh, you know, so I'm hoping. I mean, I think it'll be a really good match with uh, Lesnar and Balor. I'm hoping we will see uh, the Demon Finn Balor come out for this match. 
Now, whether Finn is able to win the Universal title or not is up in the air. I would love to see that, but I think Brock Lesnar will probably retain the Universal title going into WrestleMania. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, you know, supposedly WWE is uh, supposed to be listening to their fans more, according to the McMahon family. So, uh, you know, like I said, I would really like to see Balor come away with the Universal title and just kind of, you know, shake up the whole uh, whole Raw championship picture. Uh, speaking of the Raw Championship picture, we have a new Intercontinental Champion in Bobby Lashley. Uh, defeated Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match. Um, yeah, Ronda Rousey and, uh, and Sasha Banks had a, uh, were victorious in a tag team match. Uh, and then, you know, had a little bit of an in-ring ring segment uh, with Ronda kind of, you know, complimenting then insulting Sasha and you know it was I it, it wasn't the prettiest thing to watch but it got the point across and uh, this coming week on Raw there's going to be another tag team match uh, Ronda Rousey and and Natalia versus Sasha Banks and Bailey so that should be a great match um, also saw the the debut of some of the call-ups from NXT on both Raw and SmackDown this week mostly in backstage segments but yeah uh, we saw Nikki Cross EC3 Heavy Machinery and Lacey Evans all at some point during both shows, uh, the only one who actually had a match was uh, was Nikki Cross, and uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. They're they're kind of playing these guys as uh, as free agents right now, so we'll have to see where they end up. Um, yeah, the only one that we haven't seen so far, and that uh, unfortunately we may not see for quite a while, is Lars Sullivan. Now. He was apparently supposed to debut on Raw a couple of weeks ago and ended up, uh, basically he had a panic attack. Um, you know, he uh, apparently suffers from uh, some type of anxiety disorder, which I can relate to. And, uh, you know, had uh, had a panic attack, wasn't able to uh, perform on the show, uh, wasn't able to show up at SmackDown the next night, and obviously wasn't at Raw this past week either. And I've seen a lot of people being really critical of Lars Sullivan online for this. And, uh, you know, those are obviously people that have never dealt with any, any of these kind of issues. Cause you know, it's not a matter of, you know, oh, you need to get over it and go do your job. It, it's not that simple guys. Uh, it's really not, like I said, it's something that I personally can relate to. I've, uh, I've been dealing with, uh, anxiety and panic disorder for uh, a little over a year. And it's, uh, it's not something you can control. You know, you, you can be, just fine going about your your daily routine one minute and the next minute you're you're scared to death of something you have no idea why and it uh, you know some people like myself can get it under control just with uh like you know mental and breathing exercises and you know some therapy and meditation and exercise and things like that is what works for me other people need medication you know it's uh it's not uh not a fun thing to deal with so i can i can definitely sympathize with lars sullivan i'm hoping that this hasn't ruined whatever kind of push he was supposed to get because he is a damn good performer in that ring he's a monster heel uh, and you know i uh yeah like i said i really i feel for him and i hope he's able to uh get get things under control and get back on track uh, and make make his debut at some point in the future uh so you know good good luck to lars sullivan because uh you know it really really would be horrible to see his his career derailed because of something like this that's you know completely out of his own control but on to uh some other things going on on raw we also saw the unveiling of the long-awaited women's tag team championships during the uh 
uh, Alexa Bliss uh, Moment of Bliss segment. Uh, she had Paul Heyman out there to talk about uh, Brock Lesnar and the match coming up at Royal Rumble and everything, and got interrupted by uh, Otis Dosevich, which was kind of kind of odd. It was a strange segment to say the least. But um, I think the the big takeaway from that was the unveiling of the women's tag team championships, and those are going to be decided at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view coming up uh, after the Royal Rumble. And it's going to be three teams from Raw, three teams from SmackDown in the Elimination Chamber. And uh, the winner winners of that match will be the first WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, th- this is really a reintroduction of the WWE Women's Tag Team titles because there was, uh, quite some time ago, there was a Women's Tag Team Championship in WWE. Uh, if uh, any of you guys can remember back to uh, a team called the Jumping Bomb Angels from Japan, prior to them, uh, the the Glamour Girls, Leilani Kai and uh, Judy Martin. You know, so WWE has had a Women's Tag Team Championship before, so this is really kind of a reintroduction, but they're not not uh not presenting it that way you know which is fine they want it to be new i'm sure it's going to be a different lineage and and things like that so uh but yeah the uh um like it was announced three teams from raw three from smackdown i mean there are you know a lot of not a lot but there's definitely plenty of teams out there to to round out that uh, that match uh, of course you got uh, sasha banks and bailey you've got nia jackson tamina uh the riot squad Ronda Rousey and Natalia, the Iconics, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, um, possibly Naomi and Asuka, um, Charlotte and Becky Lynch. I think would be an interesting, interesting one. It'd be, uh, it'd be kind of cool to see, you know, the last two teams in that elimination chamber come down to Charlotte and Becky versus uh, Bailey and Sasha. So uh, we'll have to see exactly how those teams shape up going into uh, going into this championship elimination chamber match. And uh, on the SmackDown side, really kind of the big story over the last couple of weeks has been the the situation with Jimmy Uso, Naomi, and Mandy Rose, uh, with Mandy kind of, you know, playing the part of the, the homewrecker and things like that. And uh, I guess Naomi and Mandy have a match coming up this week on SmackDown to kind of settle their score. So we'll see, see what else comes out of that. Uh, also on SmackDown, there was a... Uh, uh, name change apparently that took place with Andrade Cien Almas now just going by Andrade. Um, you know, they dropped the, uh, the last part of his name, which I, it's not a huge deal. You know, I get that. I just, I don't understand why they do it. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, posted on Twitter. It's like, I don't know what Vince McMahon has against last names, because he seems to do this quite a bit. I mean, Apollo Crews uh, was changed to simply Apollo for a little while. Now he's back to being Apollo Crews. Cesaro, of course, used to be Antonio Cesaro. Um, so it, uh, you know, in other other cases like that. So I'm just, I just wonder why it's done sometimes. Because it just seems kind of random, uh, or just kind of out of out of left field. So. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, a, lot of, a lot of stuff going on online this week, talking about some of the segments with Mandy Rose and with Alexa Bliss. Um, of course, the one with Alexa Bliss on Raw was uh, her production assistant or whoever it was bringing her coffee, barged into her, her dressing room, and she was, basically wasn't dressed. But, you know, and um, the thing with Mandy Rose, like I said, playing kind of the homewrecker role and you know, coming out and uh, just wearing a towel or, you know, luring Jimmy Uso to her hotel room where she's just wearing lingerie or something like that. It's, I mean, it, it's entertainment. It's a television show. It's storylines. 
and I said it online a few times this week, you see a lot more graphic, risque kind of stuff on television shows, other television shows on a weekly basis. Why is it a big deal when the WWE does it? I, I still yet to get an answer to that question. But uh, a lot of people complaining that, uh, well, the WWE is going backwards. They're going to start going back to the Divas division. No, they're not. They're never going to take it back to the Attitude Era or the days of the quote-unquote Divas with the Santa's Little Helper matches and bikini contact. It's not going to happen. And, I mean, the thing with Alexa Bliss, you, you basically you saw her back. I'm sorry, that's not... Not a big deal. I mean, yeah, it was kind of a, a pointless scene. It was, you know, I guess you could say it was gratuitous, but it's not like it was overly graphic. You know, she, okay, she she was completely covered in the front. You saw her bare back. That, that to me, is not really anything to get too terribly twisted out of shape about. But that's just me. You know, people want to take things to extremes and just get offended and get all up in arms over, in this case, basically nothing. So... It uh, Again, it is what it is, so moving on from there. Um, some of the bigger stories going around this week are WWE superstars asking for their releases. Um, primarily among those is the Revival, uh, and from what I've read, Vince McMahon has denied that request. Uh, apparently they're under contract until 2020, um, so they're, it doesn't look like they're going to be allowed to go anywhere. Um, basically, it was just... Uh, because supposedly because they uh, they're just unhappy with uh, not just with their spot but with the uh kind of the status of the entire raw tag team division i mean you know the uh, the tag team champions are not featured every week um tag team wrestling is kind of almost like an afterthought on raw a lot of the times and uh, apparently they were just kind of fed up with it and said you know we'd like to go elsewhere but by all by all accounts that request was denied which you know hopefully they'll start elevating the tag team division a little bit especially with the women's tag team division coming into coming into play and getting so much attention lately hopefully that'll elevate the men's tag team division as well uh it's one of those things we'll just have to wait and see now speaking of the tag team division uh it looks like the bludgeon brothers are going to be making their return sometime soon uh rowan and harper so that uh will definitely kind of give a boost to the men's tag team division and um, another supposed uh, couple that asked for their release was uh, Mike Bennett and Maria Canellas. Now Maria did go online and flat out denied uh, those rumors saying they did not ask for their release um, but they you know haven't exactly been silent about their uh, dissatisfaction with kind of where they're at in the company and you know who could blame them Mike Bennett's not getting a huge push um but he was you know you have to remember too he was out for quite a while obviously for very good reason was going through rehab got himself clean sober and by all accounts is doing fantastic if you follow him on social media he's gotten himself in the greatest physical shape that i've ever seen him in so you know i i think in that case it might just be a matter of patience on their part they just kind of want to move things slowly but uh yeah like i said maria did go online denied them asking for their release so you know again kind of like the revival they're going to be staying right where they're at um another interesting one is Dolph Ziggler now he didn't ask for his release so to speak but uh by all accounts Ziggler's been kind of working on handshake deals and contract extensions for the last few years and uh 
I guess the uh, WWE offered him a position as a uh, producer rather than a new contract as a wrestler and he apparently turned that offer down so it's looking like he is probably done with WWE and I uh, I'd be curious to see where he where he lands after this because if he does want to continue with his wrestling career I mean the He's got a million options out there. I'm sure Impact would love to have him. Ring of Honor would would love to have him. I'm sure AEW, uh, you know, he'd fit in really nicely there as well. He'd be another pretty big name uh, for them to sign. So, you know, he he can go pretty much wherever he wants if, in fact, he is done with the WWE. Now, also, uh, he has gone back to his his real name, Nick Nemeth, on his on his Twitter account, so that is kind of another indicator that he may be leaving Dolph Ziggler and the WWE behind him. Uh, and he also, as I'm sure a lot of you guys know, has a career as a stand-up comedian, and it's something that, uh, you know, looks like he's very passionate about, something he really loves doing, so he, he may walk away from wrestling altogether for a while and just uh, focus on that part of his career, so who who knows, but I'm hoping he will uh, land somewhere uh, in a wrestling ring in, in the future, because he's supremely talented never seen a bad Dolph Ziggler match and uh you know definitely deserves a uh, a top spot somewhere if he does wind up uh going elsewhere to uh, to continue his wrestling career uh, another kind of interesting note is uh, uh the Mexican luchador uh, named Roosh has signed an exclusive contract with Ring of Honor now he has been making appearances for MLW the last couple of months, so it's kind of interesting that he signed with Ring of Honor. I know there, there's been a little bit of back and forth between Court Bauer, the the owner of MLW, and Ring of Honor. Um, you know, MLW basically accusing ROH of uh, trying to poach their talent and, you know, some, some kind of underhanded tactics, and I'm sure this, you know, falls right into that same category. So, and I, I hate to see two good wrestling companies kind of going this route because I think as far as any uh, independent companies go, which I don't know if you'd really call ROH and MLW independents because they do, you know, they have major television deals and things like that, you know, but uh, I guess two companies outside of WWE would be the best way to put it if you're not going to call call them independents. Um, you know, kind of having a, a rivalry like this because I think one of the really great things about the independent scene uh, in wrestling, whether it's, uh, and I'm using independent as a blanket term for anything outside of WWE. So, I mean, if we're talking about like CMLL or AAA in Mexico or New Japan, All Japan, MLW, ROH, Impact, you know, the, the great thing about it is a lot of those companies will work together and share talent and allow their talent to go back and forth and perform for other companies. And, you know, so you don't have to just follow one company to see your favorite wrestlers you can see them pretty much anywhere and i think that you know that's one of the great things about the independent scene and to see two two of those companies really kind of um not at each other's throats but kind of you know button heads or in some type of rivalry like this over talent is, is really really kind of sad and i hope it's something that can get resolved at some point because that's i think that's pretty much every wrestling fan's dream is that all of the companies outside of wwe at least can work together and use the same kind of talent so that you know you can see you know stars on 
different shows and things like that. But uh, yeah, for right now, like I said, it looks like Roosh has signed with uh, with Ring of Honor, so MLW is kind of kind of left out of that one. Kind of got the raw end of the deal on that one, which is you know really really kind of not cool if that was if that was a case. If it was kind of an underhanded move by Ring of Honor. But uh, moving on from there, some other some other interesting notes going around online. Um, rumor is that WWE is doubling contract offers for any wrestler that can show them a written offer from an outside company. So let's say let's say if we're talking about Dolph Ziggler, if Dolph Ziggler can come back and say, "Hey, I got a two million dollar offer from AEW," WWE is going to come back and say, "Okay, we'll give you four. Now, how much truth there is in that, I don't know. Um, is it plausible? Yeah, absolutely. I could see that with, uh, you know, and this is for guys whose whose contracts are coming up, uh, you know, soon who are able to negotiate and talk to other companies. You know, this isn't for, uh, this isn't going to apply to somebody who's under contract until like, you know, 2022 or something like that. But if they're, you know, somebody has a contract coming up in the next six months and they've gotten an offer from somebody else, WWE, apparently has said, you know, we will double it if you'll re-sign right here on the spot. So, uh, you know, I'm I, like I said, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but that's definitely an interesting uh, interesting note. And uh, something else going on with WWE, uh, this was today, as a matter of fact, starting at noon Eastern time today, WWE started releasing um, the names of the participants in the Women's Royal Rumble match on their Twitter page. Uh, you know, they announced this yesterday, and they got didn't get a great response from it. I mean, uh, you know, immediately people are like, you know, we don't want this. Why are you doing this? You know, we we like the surprise factor, and I, you know, I that's something I agree with. That's the Royal Rumble is my favorite match pay per view of the year uh, for exactly that reason. I love the surprise factor. I love not knowing who's coming out next or, you know, who might be some, uh, some older names, you know, coming back just for an appearance or something like that. Uh, now they didn't announce all 30. They, they, you know, announced the name every half hour for a couple of hours and then, uh, and then cut it off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that's, that's it. I want to say they announced maybe eight to 10 names. I don't know. I didn't follow the whole thing cause I didn't, you know, I, I want that surprise factor. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm hoping they, they kind of end it there and don't pick it up again tomorrow or anything like that and just kind of leave it, uh, leave it alone. Cause like I said, people like the surprise factor. I think a vast majority of people, that's one of their favorite things about the Royal Rumble, uh, is the, the number of surprises that you get not knowing who's coming next or even who all is actually in the thing. So hopefully they're, uh, they're done with that. Like I said, um, so that's pretty much all I got for this week. Uh, like I said, you know, a little bit of a shortened program today because uh, I wanted to test out the live stream. Hopefully everybody can see and hear me all right because this is where I will be streaming live next Sunday. Uh, now next week's podcast I'm going to be dropping on Saturday and it's just basically going to be a preview for NXT TakeOver Phoenix and the Royal Rumble, breaking down both cards, um, going over what... Uh, whatever matches are signed and going through the Royal Rumble participants that are known up to that point. And then of course, next Sunday at 6 PM central time, once again, I will be broadcasting live from Nighthawk coffee bar and tavern right here in Chicago during the Royal Rumble. Uh, like I said, starting at 6 PM. So, uh, central time. So starting right when the pay-per-view starts the, uh, not doing the, uh, the kickoff show, just when the main show starts, that's when, 
I'll be doing my uh, my live stream here with my buddy Rich. We'll be calling the uh, basically calling the action, giving our own opinions on it. I again will not be streaming the actual event on the on the Twitch channel because that would be copyright infringement and get me shut down real quick. But uh, you know we will be having a viewing party. Like I said, it's at Nighthawk Coffee Bar and Tavern. Let me get that address here for you guys. Yeah, if you're in Chicago, you want to come out and uh, join the viewing party and uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, have a few drinks, watch the show. It's uh, 4744 North Kimball Avenue in Chicago. Again, it's Nighthawk Coffee Bar and Tavern right at the intersection of Kimball Avenue and Lawrence Avenue, right across the street from the Brown Line Station, uh, starting at 6 p.m. There's no cover charge. Just, you know, come in, sit down, have a few drinks. It's a uh, really great, you know, neighborhood bar. One of my favorite places to hang out. And, uh, yeah, come out, watch the show with us. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe get on camera, give your own opinions a little bit. Let, you know, we'll see see how everything's going. See if anybody wants to have a little cameo on the show or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, for anybody who's watching on Twitch, you know, we'll be welcoming any questions, comments, whatever in the uh, in the chat. Feel free to you know chime in with whatever whatever you think or uh anything you want to know i'm going to have a few few little royal rumble trivia questions lined up so it should should be a lot of fun i'm thinking it's gonna it's gonna be a really good time so i hope uh, anybody in the chicago area can come out and join us for for the viewing party and anybody not in chicago join us right here on on twitch uh twitch.tv slash catch hook shoot you know put uh Put the rumble on your TV, hit mute, and watch along with us, and uh, listen listen to our commentary. If you're not into uh, not into listening to Michael Cole for three and a half, four hours, whatever it might be. So uh, once again, thanks everybody for checking out the show. You can find it on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and right here on Twitch for everybody who's watching live right now. On social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Just search Catch Hook Shoot. You'll be able to find the pages. And if you ever want to drop an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, questions, comments, suggestions, anything under the sun. You know, I'd, I'd love to hear from any of you guys with any any kind of opinions or anything like that on the show. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up for right now. Like I said, next week's episode will drop on Saturday with the preview for NXT TakeOver Phoenix and the Royal Rumble. And next Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Time, live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash catchhookshoot. We'll be having our live Royal Rumble viewing party. So I uh, hope everybody will check that out. Thank you guys for uh, for watching and listening. And, uh, yeah, this uh, I've got to say January has been the biggest month I've ever had so far as far as downloads for the podcast. And, uh, you know, the month is only about halfway over so far. So it's just kind of it's really kind of blown me away um, just how many, you know, how many listeners I've got right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, thank you guys so much. I hope you're enjoying the show. I, I'm having a blast making it and putting it out every week. So uh, thank you to everybody who has, you know, been, uh, yeah, who's taken the time to uh, to listen and to watch and everything. It really, really means a lot to me because I do have a great time putting the show together for you guys every week. So uh, that's going to do it for right now. Make sure you check out the new show next Saturday and make sure you tune into twitch.tv slash catch hook shoot next Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Time for our live Royal Rumble viewing party. So until then, hope everybody everybody has a good week and I'll talk to you guys soon.